Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885-800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studio. Check it. This is WBC Boxing TV and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated but never duplicated, 37, make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Gloves champion and, and an award-winning boxing writer. So supposedly... I know a little bit about boxing, but guess what? I've always found out the average fan probably knows more. So I give you this opportunity at the top of the hour when I give you the toll-free phone line here to call and impart if you like. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free no-commitment text line. That number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. One six one three. I want to announce I'm excited about the fact we're now with the Vive TV network. Of course, rocking and rolling live on Vive TV. We've got all kinds of things going going on as far as the distribution of this show is concerned. So I'm hoping for bigger and better things as we move into the future. Now, boxing, all kinds of good fights, and I think the star will be Virgil Ortiz Jr. Kids undefeated, almost all. I think he's all knockouts. Bottom line is he's got a WBA title. But then again, we're going to talk about the WBA and their title system in a couple of minutes as well. Of course, this. We are sponsored by the WBC, and I do want to mention that before I go into the WBA story a little bit later. Once again, open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. I want to mention the passing of a good guy, Annabel Miramontes. He was like the records guru for uh, the IBF ratings guy, and he was with uh, he had a bunch of record books he was working on. I think he was with Fight Facts for a while. Bottom line is, he was a great guy. He passed away. Uh, may he rest in peace. Our condolences to his family. You are listening to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 37, make that 38 plus years now of being often imitated, but check it. Never duplicated. Check out for the next hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and find out why. Wonderful, 
Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry, there's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. BrightsideTaxRelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit BrightsideTaxRelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to BrightsideTaxRelief.com now. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I think that the Affordable Care Act, you know, as long as it wasn't a name of uh, the Obamacare, it would pass. They made the test already. But the fact of the matter is, at the essence of it all, is people need health care. Definitely need health care. And health care shouldn't be a um, privilege. It should be a right here in the United States of America. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Speaking of Don King. He will be 90 years old, August 21st, I believe. Yeah, August 21st. We already did his, like, birthday. We did his video thing for him a couple of months ago. But uh, anyway, the wire-haired wonder, the godfather of boxing, call him what you want, the godfather of boxing promoters, he's not answering the phone. In fact, he hasn't been answering the phone now for about three or four months, which sort of leads me to believe that maybe his health is starting to go. 
I'm not saying this for right. It's on. It's, I'm not saying that for on the record. But the bottom line is, DK don't answer the phone. That's not right. Uh, we'll get to some of the fights a little bit later. But let me tell you what's going on today. Uh, the 14th of August, of course, Saturday on Showtime. Guillermo Rigondeaux, two-time Olympian, Cuban refugee, of course, uh, Cuban exile. Call him what you want. Taking on John Riel Casimiro. Those guys are going to rock at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, that's 10 o'clock Eastern time. That's going to be on Showtime. Of course, uh, DAZN's going to go with a uh, matchroom card, Joshua Batiste versus Richard Bolanikis, and that's going to come to us, I believe, on DAZN. Check out your schedule for that. Also on ESPN Today, Joshua Franco and Andrew Maloney. I think that's a big rematch of a ripoff that went down about, I think, in 2020. That's 10 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, that's brought to you by Master Bob Arum. And on DAZN as well today, the undefeated sensation, Virgil Ortiz, a lot of sensations in the world of boxing, right? Undefeated this, undefeated that, unbeaten that, unbeaten that, all knockouts, all knockouts. Well, Virgil Ortiz looks like Junior, looks like he's a real deal. With the exception of the fact that he and his father, never, I never seen anybody spell Virgil, V-E-R-G-E-I-L. I mean, it was always, it was always spelled different anyway. Bottom line, was always an I in there. But he's got an E-R in there. More power to him. Bottom line, he's undefeated. He's a monster. He's taking on a guy that's got a last name and a first name. You know, he should be just like... John Doe. I want to call him John Doe, but his name is Egedejuice Cavala Laucas. How's that? That's pretty damn good. That's pretty close to it. Anyway, that's all going down on the 14th today. Next week, we'll talk about next week's card. Of course, Manny Pacquiao has got a new opponent for the 21st. It's going to be Jordi Ugas. Who is Jordi Ugas? Jordi Ugas is a perfect-looking athlete. I mean, if you looked at him physically, you say to yourself, God, this guy's got a beautiful body, but... <laughs> bodies don't win fights and uh and records don't win fights and no matter what his record is on paper the bottom line is he's probably going to get in here and get lit up like a like the white house christmas tree by manny pacquiao that's right i'll probably i'm probably predicting manny to ride on this run on this guy why because last minute sub they're not bringing in some guy that's going to be able to take manny pacquiao but if you look at this the way larry merchant looks at it the retired hbo godfather he and i talked on the phone yesterday his voice is getting better he had laryngitis for a long time few weeks now so anyway he told me it sort of reminds him of manny pacquiao back in 19 back in what 2001 or whenever it was when he took on ledwell ledwaba for the ibf 122 pound title he was an unknown guy he was brought into this fight at the last minute he was unknown and he destroyed ledwaba of course that was the beginning of manny pacquiao or the second coming of manny pacquiao because he had previously held a WBC title at 112 pounds. Not too many people know about that. But the bottom line is Pacquiao was now the champion at 122. He beat Ledwaba. And, of course, against Ugas. Ugas, all Ugas brings is a good record, and that's probably about it. There's nothing else he brings to the dance. He's tall. He's lanky. As I said, he's got a good-looking body for a boxer. But hopefully um, this is a competitive matchup, and these guys can go a few rounds as far as Manny Pacquiao and him because he has a big natural welterweight, and Manny Pacquiao's never been big on the size, size factor. Remember, size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. But anyway, and this is combat sports, but Manny Pacquiao going from Earl Spence. Of course, Earl Spence, let's talk about the reason why he pulled out of the fight. You and I talked about this, or we talked about this for months. When when I saw that picture of him being booked for the DUI, when his eye was all lit up, all those, all the broken blood vessels in that right was, I guess his right eye, all those broken blood vessels in his eye. I mean, you could, I was, you know, you could see it. I mean, you don't have to be no no neuro, neurologist to figure out that he's, you know, had a, a concussion and a brain bleed because that's what that blood in the eye means. That means there's been some bleeding going on, some internal bleeding. Anyway, so he survives the car accident at 115 miles per hour. Um, I'm not trying to say that they didn't test him or they didn't give him the best 
uh, physical examination as far as his eyes are concerned, but I'm willing to think that they didn't because he spars with headgear on. Spars with good-sized headgear on. I watch his sparring sessions, okay? So there's very little chance of him detaching a retina sparring up, uh, sparring in the leading in the upcoming uh, leading up to his fight. It's, it's almost impossible unless he got thumbed, and I mean, you'd have to have a big long thumb to go through the headgear, and I just don't think it happened. So. Mom's speculating that he had the slightly detached retina from the car accident. I mean, look at the film. Just look at the look at the picture. That's all you do. Look at the picture. Anyway, Earl Spence uh, and Terrence Crawford. Of course, that was a big money fight for these guys. They were both going to make some money. One guy was from Omaha, Nebraska. Nobody really, nobody knows much about Omaha except it's like the capital of Nebraska. And Ron Stander fought for the heavyweight title there one time, I think, against Joe Frazier. Outside of that, Oma, Omaha. Or as the steward used to say it on Western Airlines, Omaha. Where are we going? Omaha? Anyway, Omaha is not a boxing hotbed. They can't sell tickets there. I mean, if, if Terrence Crawford fights at Omaha, he'll sell maybe seven, 8,000 tickets at 20 bucks a pop. How's he going to make his million dollars doing that? You can't. He can't make any money. He's like a fighter that's good, maybe too good for his own good, and he can't make any money because of the fact that he makes bad decisions. Now, he and Earl Spence were supposed to hook, supposed to hook this up. At 147 pounds, so we'll see some type of unification match bringing these two guys together, okay? Um, and Spence was down with it, the 50% thing, but Crawford wasn't. Crawford wanted that 60%. You see, it means something to Terrence to have that extra 10%. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm the guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because he's got a bad, he's got a really big ego. He does. I mean, whether Terrence Crawford wants to admit it or not, he's got a head problem. He just does because if he doesn't, if he didn't have a head problem, he'd have taken the 50% and these guys would have probably fought already and made some big money. Instead, what's he going to do? Fight A, Bs, and Cs and make minimal amounts of money? Bottom line, it sort of reminds me of, um, of um, Shane Mosey. Jen Mosey was his wife. She, I met her. She was a, she was a wicked woman. You know, I, I can say that on the air. She was wicked. Anyway, uh, and, and approved in a divorce card as well. But anyway, she was his manager. So instead of taking like five, no, no. Six million dollars to fight Oscar De La Hoya in a rematch. She went and took a million dollars to fight Vernon Forrest instead. Why? Because Oscar was going to get more money than Shane Mosley, and Shane won the first. Shane won the first fight. So she said, "You know, we're, we're not going to do this for less money." So instead of getting the six point five million dollars, she got one point five million dollars and got knocked out. Shane Mosley. Bottom line is, um, boxing is a, a game of decisions. People make decisions. Sometimes they have to live up to them. Sometimes they don't. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. We're expecting the return of the HBO Godfather next week. I talked to him a little earlier, the aforementioned Larry Merchant. Of course, Godfather's got lots of stuff to talk about. He was full of energy this week. Um, we talked a couple of times. I also talked with his wife, the lovely Patricia Stitch. Of course, her being a former movie star and all that kind of good stuff. But it's good to talk to him. It's good to hear his voice coming back. I mean, when he was talking on the phone, he sort of sounded like, I, I he's sort of like, like a mafia guy, like Larry Merchant in the mafia or something like that. He was on the phone because <laughs> yeah. But now his voice is back and he's, you know, he's he's rocking and roll. Anyway, we expect the HBO Godfather return if, next week. Of course, he wants to talk about Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao is probably his favorite fighter right now. And you know, I think about this. I told you this once, twice, a thousand times. Manny Pacquiao is the closest thing to Muhammad Ali we've had in boxing ever. I mean. 
Joe Lewis sort of held the country up during World War II, this and that, with the Germans and all that kind of goes on. I understand that. Because then Muhammad Ali came along, he sort of transformed boxing and the role of an athlete and the role of the heavyweight champion. And now Manny Pacquiao's come along, and of course he's run for congressman and senator, and eventually I think he will be the Philippine president. I don't know if he's qualified to be the Philippine president, but eventually he probably will be the Philippine president. And, you know, he's, he's built homes for his people over there. He's put his money where his mouth is. I mean, he's just an all-around good guy. Do I believe in his religion? He's a religious fanatic. He drinks virgin blood. Wherever, Cuddy, what's virgin blood? Cuddy don't know. He's shaking. Nobody knows what virgin blood is. I've asked a couple people on the show, hey, what's virgin blood? Go, mm, like virgin olive oil? I don't know. Anyway, bottom line is Manny Pacquiao and their religious, their religious sect he was involved with, of course, they were drinking uh, virgin blood. That was part of the initiation. I kid you not. I read all about this stuff because he was, you know, saying that, remember he said that gay people should, like, you know, be destroyed or be, you know, they were committing sins and this and that, but yet he had gay guys in his camp? Man, talk about calling, calling the kettle black, huh? He had a gay guy in his camp and he's knocking gay people. Manny Pacquiao. So Manny's got some negatives, but he's got so many positives. What can I say? He is a man right now. Hopefully, he'll come through next week and uh, set up a fight with either Earl Spence or Terrence Crawford. Then he will get his head handed to him. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV coming to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel, and Vive TV, baby. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Did he hurt you or your children? No, no. No, you're okay. He really just random stuff, you know, like he puts holy water on me. I don't know what's going on with him. Are you going to stop somewhere and meet with the police so they can talk to you? Should I go to the police station? That sort of... (laughs) I want to laugh a little bit because, you know, that was a UFC fighter champion... His wife was calling the police on him. Bottom line is he was pouring holy water on him. He thought she was a devil. Hmm. Anyway, they licensed him to fight afterwards. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, checking your inside look into the world of boxing and MMA. Last week, uh, August 3rd, I think that was a midweek fight, uh, Michael Hunter was the winner over Mike Hudson, Mike Wilson. Of course, Mike the Bounty Hunter, they call him. He is the son of the original Mike the Bounty Hunter, the guy that I televised a couple of his fights on uh, the Z Channel on there in Irvine, California. Of course, we went to China together, and of course, somehow... Anyway, all kinds of crazy things happened to Mike the Bounty Hunter in China, just put it to you like that. Michael Conlon was a winner over T.J. Doheny. Of course, that was a a fight last week. Gig Callahad continues to shine in the Battle of All Britain that took place last Saturday. Of course, he beat Jazza Dickens inside the distance. Ezementis Stananois had a no contest with Luis Colazzo. Luis Colazzo, of course, the former welterweight challenger. I think he's from Massachusetts from that area, of course, the East Coast. He's a guy that's always ready to go, but he's never really ready to win. So you can vex that Luis is going to show up. He'll show up to fight, but he's probably not going to win the fight anyway. This was no contest. I think it was stopped on cuts. And of course, fights say we'll get to a little bit later. Straight up, I want to talk about the great Salvador Sanchez. According to Matt here, it was 39 years ago, August the 12th, when Salvador Sanchez had that car accident, of course, in Mexico, where he ran into the back of the chicken truck. There was a chicken truck on the road. Check this out. He's, he went out to get, he went out, he went out to fornicate. Can I say that? He went out to fornicate. And he's in training camp, right? He's going to fight Juan Laporte in the rematch. Now, Juan Laporte's not considered much of a challenger because he beat Juan Laporte handily the first time. And if anything, Salvador Sanchez was getting better and not worse. And, um... Of course, you know, the fight was set up, and he was training hard, but he wanted to get a little um, recreational and fun. So he split to his girlfriend's house, and he split to his girlfriend's house in the middle of the night, and he was trying to get back. He got into his Corvette. Of course, I think Don King bought him his Corvette. 
Anyway, um, he's coming back from this girl's house, and he realizes he's late. He's looking at his watch, saying, man, if I'm not back, my trainer's going to knock on the door and realize I'm not there, man, and I'm going to have to hear all kinds of crap because you do not want to hear that kind of stuff from your trainers like Freddie Brown, guys like that in the morning. I mean, screaming at you. They just, just don't want to hear it, man. Just don't want to hear it. So he's going like 100 miles an hour to get back to training camp in order to try to beat the trainers, waking them up. He runs into the back of a chicken truck. He ends up killing himself. Somebody told me he was decapitated by the accident. Bottom line is, he's dead. Of course, the WBC featherweight championship was con- declared vacant at that point in time. Azuma Nelson had given him his roughest test up to that uh, point in his career. And, of course, I saw the fight with Wilfredo Gomez, a battle of the little giants. I think it was September of 1981 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, Gomez coming in at 130 pounds for a 126-pound title fight. How do you do that? How do you do that? You know... You don't get on. I never got on the scale knowing what I did, not knowing what exactly what I was, down to the ounce. Okay, so Gomez goes to bed. Wilfredo Gomez goes to bed. He's like 32 and 0 with a draw and 32 knockouts. He goes to bed at 126 pounds. They put him to bed. They lock him up. They put him to bed. And these people are going, yeah, they're downstairs having a couple of drinks, kicking it, saying, yeah, he's in bed. He's cool. Well, he drank water all night, so he. Ended up getting up at 130 pounds. When he went down to weigh in for this 126-pound title fight, he weighed in, a, in at 130 pounds, which I think Jose Suleiman almost had a heart attack. He was the WBC president at the time. He was there at the weigh-ins, as was uh, Mark Ratner, who was representing the Nevada State Athletic Commission, I believe. Anyway, it was it was pretty pretty scary. Okay, I mean, 130 pounds for a 126-pound title fight, probably he's not going to be able to take off four pounds. He probably didn't take off the entire four pounds, but of course they had the big rumble, the battle of the little giants, a weight-starved Gomez against a prime Salvador Sanchez, of course, and, you know, Gomez came out rocking and rolling, 32 knockouts, 33 fights. I mean, he's, you know where he's going. He's going for the, he's going for the stoppage. Well, he went for the stoppage against a guy that has a chin of granite. He had a chin of stone, there's no doubt about it. And he had that he had that Popeye looking face. Talk about Salvador Sanchez. You sort of he sort of had that type of chin. If you, you want to hit it, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. So, you know, I mean Gomez planted a couple good shots on him, but it didn't go nowhere. And in the first round, Gomez in turn got his cheekbone broken. He got knocked down, either a orbital bone or a cheekbone, one or the other. Anyway, bottom line is he fought eight rounds on. He fought for eight rounds more with a broken cheekbone. The rematch never happened between him and Sanchez. It was supposed to go down. This was Puerto Rico versus Mexico. There was a salsa band in the ring. There was a Mexican mariachi band in the ring. I mean, every seat in the entire Caesars Palace Sports Pavilion was sold out. I showed up on the closed circuit TV, me and my buddy Hector Martinez, and, and, I, and I had called in sick from the San Francisco Police Department from the uh, police academy. I called this. That's screw it. I'm going to see this fight, man. All right. So I called in sick from the police academy on the Friday, and they said, if you call in sick, don't come back. That was the whole thing when you were in the police academy. If you call in sick, don't even call back. Don't even come. Don't even down. If you're sick, yeah, blah, blah. anyway, bottom line, you're supposed to go there whether you were sick or not. Yeah, right. Anyway, so anyway, I call in sick on a Friday. I go down for the broadcast on a Saturday. Of course, this big fight. And, we, of course, he had the weigh-in that morning. As I said, 130 pounds was Gomez. Uh, Sal Sanchez right on the money at 126. Man, this looking lean and ready to go, no doubt about it. Anyway, um... When you look at the entire broadcast, I'm sitting there watching like a day later. We got home watching on TV, like in, on VHS tape. And there I am. There are me and Hector standing there. Oh, man, this is not good. This is not good. I mean, I'm AWOL from the police department. I mean, I called in sick. It was, they said, if you call in sick when you're the police academy, consider that AWOL. Bottom line is, I guess you were supposed to drag yourself there whether you were dead or not and infect every other people if you were sick or not. Bottom line is, I didn't do that. I was kicking it in Las Vegas. It was a great fight. It was a memorable evening. Of course, it was probably... Salvador Sanchez's greatest moment. 
I mean, outside of winning the title against Danny Little Red Lopez, and I never thought that Little Red Lopez was that much. I always thought he was a creation of my buddy Don Chargan, the promoter, in his matchmaking. Because, I mean, Danny was tough, but Dan, I don't, Danny couldn't win the Golden Gloves. I mean, Danny, I mean, if you took Danny off, if you took him away from that WBC title, right, and took him up here to San Francisco and said, you know, you, we want you to fight three rounds against one of these season open fighters, it ain't happening. He ain't going to win. Yes, that's how bad he was. Anyway, speaking of winning in the Olympics, um, Ricardo Torres, what did he win? He won a silver medal. He lost in the final match of the gold against a guy named uh, Jalawov. Just put it to you like that. Anyway, bottom line is, if you think his last name was difficult, you should have seen his first name. Anyway, Ricardo Torres Jr. now, um, what can I say? <sighs> He's not the real deal. I looked at him a little bit. I mean, I watched a couple of his fights. He's not nothing I'm worried about as far as if I was a heavyweight contender or a heavyweight pretender or anything like that. If I say to myself, look, if I got to worry about anybody coming out of the amateurs, it ain't him. Sorry, but it ain't him. It ain't Torres. I mean, everybody was excited. Oh, he's going to fight for the gold. You know, this ain't George Foreman. This ain't Joe Frazier. This ain't Muhammad Ali. This ain't one of these guys fighting for the heavyweight gold. This isn't even Tyrell Biggs, okay? Anyway, bottom line is, I think that uh, Mr. Torres will have a limited professional career at best. Ooh, did I really say that? Yes, I just did. Anyway, Keyshawn Davis. Keyshawn Davis was fought in the lightweight bout. Of course, he fought uh, Andy Cruz, I believe, of Cuba. And Davis came in at 3-0. and 3-0 and with three professional fights. He had three professional fights with two knockouts, and he had the... The audacity, I was going to say that B-A-L-L-S word, but he had that, trying to keep this peachy, he, but, but he had the audacity to, to go into the Olympics and go back and turn amateur. I mean, come on, man. I mean, my whole dream was to get into the Olympic trials. I mean, I did. I went to the Western Olympic trials. Of course, the Olympic trials was a final process. They had the Eastern, Eastern Olympic trials, the Western Olympic trials, and then they had the Olympic trials. So anyway, I made it to like number 13 in the country back in the day. That was a long, long time ago. Anyway... We were all hungry. We wanted to fight. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was there. I mean, but I didn't want to be fighting Aaron Pryor, and I didn't want to fight Ray Leonard because Ray Leonard was, was my, I mean, I fought at 139 pounds, okay? Probably should have fought at 132 now that I look back at it, and Hector probably should have fought at 126. But anyway, um, I would have been fighting Ray Leonard. Ray was way too big for me. I found out that I was smaller at 139 pounds, even though I was bigger for 139 out here on the West Coast, and I was stomping ass out here. I mean, you take me down in the valley there, I was like, you, I laid out every farm worker they put in front of me. Ooh, did I really say that? Yes, I just did. Anyway, bottom line is, when you step up, when you step up to the upper echelon of amateur boxing and or boxing, you realize your shortcomings. I realized my shortcomings in that fight with Vincent Webb in the Western Olympic trials when I lost that decision. The fact that he was bigger than me. He was, I mean, he just was bigger than me. And, and I'm not used to, I was never used to having guys bigger than me. Taller than me? Yeah, Keith Rucker was six foot one. And like eight seconds in the fight, he was horizontal, eight inches tall instead of six foot one inches. Anyway, bottom line is, you know, tall guys, I understand, but I mean big guys, big guys. You know, he, Vincent Webb was both, both taller and more muscular, and I was just blown away by that. Anyway, it was just me not being at my optimum weight. I think that right now, when guys want to come back and, and want to fight in the Olympics after fighting professionals, I think Vitaly Klitschko, <coughs> Vitaly Klitschko was thinking about that. Vitaly Klitschko was the, uh, the guy that was supposed to represent Ukraine in the 1996 Olympics. He tested positive for, are you ready for this? Flintstone vitamins, a.k.a. 
anabolic steroids, so he was disqualified from the 1996 games, and his brother Vladimir, you know, the guy with the bad chin, that Emmanuel Stewart saved and recreated, yeah, anyway, that guy, Vladimir went on to win the Olympic gold, so Vitaly, because he missed his Olympic moment in, uh, in, in, in 1996, he wanted to come back a few years ago and fight in the Olympics because they were going to let pros fight in the Olympics. Man, that's a, that's sad. You letting prof- professional basketball players. This is not this is not for pros. The Olympics was always about the amateur status. It always was about the amateur status. And I don't care if Russia and Cuba. I don't care if they subsidize their own teams and their teams really aren't amateurs. They're like in-house professionals. I don't care. Bottom line is we've got a good amateur program here in the United States. If people invested money in it. Bottom line is amateur sports. People don't give a spit. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV, coming to you live from the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Of course, the new network picking us up, Vibe TV. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC. The World Boxing Council. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. If you're into collectibles, there's only one way to go, and that's with Andy Maddock. You can get in touch with Andy by calling him at 805-657-0533 or by going to andybuyscards.com. Whether you're interested in buying or selling any kind of collectible, it's time to get in touch with the one and only Andy Maddock. Call Andy at 805-657-0533 or go to andybuyscards.com. That's andybuyscards.com. 
ElevatingWithMarsha.com. Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins of Elevating with Marsha. Join me this week where we're going to talk tech. I want to take a look at technology and see the impact it has on sports, be it middle school, high school, college, or professional sports. Tech is here to stay, and we want to see the impact it has, good, bad, or indifferent. Elevating with Marsha on XM203, Sirius 217, and on the app 967, Sports Byline, USA Radio Network. Tune in. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Right here on Sports Byline. You use so many big words, how would you trick a man? I'm not going to trick you. You know I'm not going to trick you, Mom. Wouldn't think of doing it. You're being extremely truculent. Whatever truculent means, if that's good, I'm that. You are not a stupid boy. Darkest of night with the moon shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The dudes have envied him for so long. My mother said it's not bragging when you're telling the truth. And I found out later on in life that she stole that line from Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I didn't know mom was a Ali fan, but that's what she told me one day. And the bottom line is, Christy Martin, remember her? Of course, the coal miner's daughter, the baddest woman in boxing, no doubt about that. In fact, the baddest woman pound for pound I've ever met in my entire life. In my entire life. And I've met women... I've never met a woman that survived the gunshot wound and the stabbing at the same time. And there was her ex-husband... Uh, Jim Martin, this crazy guy, he was a trainer for a while, but the bottom line is he was the most insecure man in the entire world. Um, anyway, he shot her and he stabbed her <clears throat> when she told him that she was going to leave you. She was leaving him. I'm leaving you, baby. And instead of him saying, okay, uh, go to the lawyer and get the divorce papers ready, not that kind of good stuff, he shot her and he stabbed her. Both. He shot her and he stabbed her. Now, this guy should rot in jail for the rest of his life. I believe he still is in prison. But the bottom line is, she survived. And of course, she's got a card going to go down on pay-per-view. It's going to go down August the 28th. They're calling this Mayhem and Myrtle Beach 3. It's going to be 1198 Christy Martin Promotions, of course. Um, let's see. Deal of the Devil, of course, that's going to be the new story. That's on Christy Martin on the, as far as Netflix is concerned. they got a new series coming out on her, so I guess this is going to coincide with her promotion. But we will get a uh, sneak peek at that, of course, in the upcoming weeks. If you've got Netflix, if you don't, I think YouTube will also have a couple of previews on it. But she'll have a card going, and we'll get into that in depth on tomorrow's show. But the bottom line is Christy Martin rocking and rolling in. You know, you can't say enough about Christy. Anybody can get shot and stabbed. I'll say it again. I may be overdoing this and like shot and stabbed but still lived. I was a cop, okay? I saw a lot of people get shot and saw some people get stabbed, okay? Never saw the both. Never saw the both, but I saw death from either. Never saw the both. I couldn't imagine both getting shot and stabbed and not dying. That's what a bad mama Christy Martin is. She's got this card going down. General admission is going to be 45 bucks. It's going to be at the Crown Reef Resort. That's on South Ocean Boulevard in Myrtle Beach. Uh, she's got some good guys on the card. I'll get to that in depth. Carlos Venegas and uh, Humberto Gonzalez. Is that what it says here? Anyway, bottom line is she's got a big card. We'll get into that in depth tomorrow. Of course, there are fights tonight. And I want to get to them, but First, I want to mention the UFC. Of course, the UFC is a fail, failure that it is. It had UFC 265 last week, which they put on pay-per-view. And I'm willing to bet that Cuddy was the only one to pay for that pay-per-view. Now, Cuddy's telling me he didn't pay for it. So if he didn't pay for it, that means probably nobody paid for it. Now, why would you not pay for a pay-per-view? Because it probably wasn't worth shelling out 70 bucks. I mean, Dana, 
my favorite pimp. Of course, that's my opinion as a former policeman and as a journalist that Dana White is a bit of a pimp. Anyway, he put a UFC heavyweight title bite on the card, and of course, without the heavyweight champion. Hmm, sort of sounds like a, the sanctioned body like the WBA. Anyway, bottom line is, Citral Gane was a 3-1 to favorite. He beat up on Derek Lewis so bad they stopped in the third round. It was like, turn your face away. I mean, you know, turn your face. I mean, it was that kind of brutal brutality. It just wasn't worth watching there at the end anyway. It stopped at 4 minutes and 11 seconds into the third round. They have a new interim champion in Cyril Gane. Do I think he can rumble with Francis Ngannou? Styles make fights, and who knows? But I think Ngannou hit so hard that he can knock out Cuddy, me, and every heavyweight contender in the entire world if he hits us. That's how hard he hits. I kid you not. And I don't think that he's going to be limited by the fact that he's an MMA fighter because he was a boxer before he was an MMA fighter. I'm talking about Francis Ngannou, the current UFC heavyweight champion. Now, he's lost three fights. I think he lost the aforementioned Derek Lewis. I think he lost to Stipe Miocic. And he lost another fight that I can't remember. But the bottom line is, I don't think he's going to lose for a long time. I mean, the, 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 the beating he threw on Stipe Miocic is sort of indicated that the UFC's weight classes are... They're wrong. I mean, one guy weighed close to 265. The other guy weighed about 220. Okay? It just wasn't cool. I mean, the size difference, like like this and this. It's like, holy cow. Anyway, bottom line is, Stephen Milch got lit up. I mean, no surprise there. That was like one of those fights you had to turn your face away too. In other words, I'm not into turning my face away. I think that combat sport should be civil enough to where you can watch it, okay? But the UFC, they allow these bloodbaths to continue and continue. And guys, I call them bloodbaths and death matches. Of course, Brian Ortega, he's got an upcoming fight against, uh, uh, for the featherweight championship against Volkanovski. That's going to happen, in a, I think, in a month or a month and a half. We'll talk about that maybe next week. But the bottom line is, I think he was destroyed as a fighter and maybe as a human being when they let him take that beating against Max Holloway. I mean, here he was one round into the fight, and these are five-minute rounds, okay? And he was beaten. He was beaten. He was cut. He was beaten. And he had no answer for anything that was going on. None! And they let him take another two and a half, three rounds of beating. Another 15, 15 minutes! They let him take another 15 minutes ass-kicking so some guy can kick back on his, you know, and smoke a cigar and get entertained. If that's entertainment... Sorry, pal. That ain't the way it's supposed to be. Fighters shouldn't be destroyed. That's why we went to 12 rounds instead of 15 rounds, if you didn't know that. People say to me, hey, hey, your buddy Suleiman, Jose Suleiman, when he changed the fights from 15 rounds to 12 rounds, he ruined boxing. No, he saved boxing. Why do I say that? Because I see these guys, these 15-round fighters. The 15-round fighters... There's no sense of fighting the 13th, 14th, the 15th round. Everybody's spent by the end of 12 rounds. Why fight the 13th, the 14th, the 15th round? You just know that somebody's going to like get seriously hurt or somebody's going to take some serious time off their career. And that's what the 13th, the 14th, the 15th round did. It took time off their career. The ass whooping Brian Ortega took in the hands of Max Holloway. It took time off his career, if not his life. Anyway, bottom line is Dana's a piece of work. Anyway, Jose Aldo was the winner last week. He beat up on a guy named Pedro Munoz. Pedro, you still around? Is Jose Aldo still around? He's like... It's like, I don't know, like three and five or three and six in the last last nine fights, but he has had, hasn't had a good road. But he's making 135 pounds. In fact, this was a former 145-pound champion. In fact, he lost that title at 145 in the blink of an eye to Conor the Drunk McGregor. Speaking of McGregor, of course, that broken ankle that he came up with a fortnight ago in that fight with Dustin Poirier. Of course, Dustin Poirier written ready to close the show anyway. He was getting ready to close the show. I mean, that was the lucky that was the luckiest thing that could ever, ever happen to Conor McGregor. Getting a bra. How can you say that, Pedro? Getting a broken ankle where it like snaps in half? Yeah, it was the luckiest thing ever because the the whooping he would have taken. 
And they would have let it go because, you know, I'm Connor. You know, all that kind of good stuff, that tough stuff. They'd have let it go because he was Connor Rivera, giving him the benefit of the doubt. And he'd taken, he would have taken an ass whooping that would have ended his career without a doubt. His career was meant to end against Dustin Poirier in that third fight. It just didn't happen. Or maybe it did because in two years, he's not going to be able to discipline himself and come back in two years. He tried to tell the world that he stopped drinking. He wasn't drinking for this last fight. Come on, man. It was pretty obvious that once you hit the weigh-in, you could sort of see that he was a drunk that was in training, a drunk in training. I'll talk about that in depth in another show. But the bottom line is you can see guys, guys that dry out, guys that dry out and drunks, they dry out a little bit differently. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, boxing tonight, rocking and rolling. I like Virgil Ortiz. I mean, I really do. The kid's unbeaten, and he is unbeaten. I mean, mm, you can't say enough good things about him. His father... Trains him. Of course, it's a family type of thing. They got it going on. Of course, 17 and 0, 17 wax. He looks like a little kid. Um, he just does. He's like, what is he? Well, how old is he now? Uh, 22 years old. Okay. And he's got a fight tonight. Of course, guy, we talked about this name before. Eddie, anyway, Eddie Cow. Anyway, bottom line is, Epidus is 22 and 1 and 22 1 and 1. And he's going to get lit up like the White House Christmas tree. They're going for the WBO International title. This is 147 pounds tonight, but this guy is the real deal. Of course, he beat Maurice Hooker in his previous fight, knocked out Maurice Hooker in seven rounds. He was a former champion, 140 pounds. Before that, he beat Sammy Vargas. So he's beat some good guys. Good guys. Can he continue and move up the ladder 147? Put it this way, Manny Pacquiao didn't ask for him to step in. They could have had him step in in a minute, probably. If they offered him the right money to step in and fight Manny Pacquiao after Earl Spence, I mean, he's training. He was in a fight like a week before. He could just chill and chill and come back away in a week and a half now, right? They didn't want Virgil Ortiz. 17-0, wax, I wouldn't want him either. Anyway, Manny Pacquiao and Earl Spence, that ain't going to happen. The guy that's going to fight Earl Spence, of course, will be a doctor. It'll be an ophthalmologist. That's who's going to have the big fight with, with, with Earl Spence, going to lay him down on that table and see if they can repair that left eye. Now, whether it can be repaired or not surgically, that's still a matter of opinion. Of course, Ray Leonard had his eye repaired. Remember when Ray got it done, he got to detach it, and I think he had detached it either in the Marcos Geraldo fight, that was a middleweight fight, a non-title fight that he had, or um, the Tommy Hearns fight. It was one or the other. Anyway, bottom line is he detached that retina. And it's sort of, you know, he knew, he knew something was wrong with that eye. Anyway, at the end of the day, he went and got the surgery, took a couple years off boxing, came back. I think he quit in 81 or 82, 81, and he came back in 84 when he took on, uh, he took on that guy. In, oh, I can't think of his name now. Anyway, he took on a guy at 154 pounds with these no-thumb gloves. He tried that for a while. That didn't work either. He said, nah, nah, I'm not going to come back for a while. I won't be coming back. And, of course, he came back three years later and took on Marvin Hagler and beat Marvin Hagler over 12 rounds, which should have been a 15-round fight. But, you know, Marvin said, okay, I'll go 12 rounds. Ray said, um, Marvin, this is a 15-round scheduled fight. If you go 12 rounds, I'll give you an extra $5 million. And Marvin said, mm, okay, I'll take the money. And he said, uh, Marvin, if you let this ring go to like a, a certain size ring, I'll give you some more money. Oh, okay, I'll let you do that. And uh, if you let me do this, let me do that. Bottom line is Ray Leonard bought his way to the middleweight title. I'm not trying to say he didn't win that fight. Of course, he won seven out of the 12 rounds. But all the pre-fight moves that he made, that's sort of what sealed Hagler's fate. Because Hagler just figured he would just go out there and, you know, and beat down the smaller guy. But it just didn't happen. He tried to outbox him at first, which was, like, crazy. I mean, that's what Marvin did. Marvin tried to outbox him. Didn't work out too well. He tried to outbox Roberto Duran. After 12 rounds, he was getting beat by the former lightweight champion. So bottom line is... 
you go out there and do what you do best, destroy people. Marvin Hagler couldn't do that with Ray Leonard. Why? Because he conned himself into thinking he could box better than Ray. So he went out there and tried to box Ray Leonard. Didn't work. He and I bitched about that. He and I argued about this back and forth, um, I think, on different continents. I think we talked about this in Mexico City. We talked about this in Spain. We talked about this in Buenos Aires. And there was, when I saw him, because he knew, he knew, he knew I do seven, he knew I scored a seven to five for Ray Leonard. And he and I talked often about the fact that the one judge that voted for Marvin Hagler in that fight on April 7, 1987, was Lou Filippo. Lou Filippo was my buddy. We went to China together, went to Japan together, went to Spain together, went to Switzerland. We went all over the world together. He was a, a noted referee, a former fighter, a noted referee, and a uh, boxing judge out of, the, out of L.A. So he had a 115-113, or 7-5 in rounds for Hagler. Now, he stuck by that score, and I stuck by my, my, my score of 7-5 in rounds for Ray Leonard. <clears throat> now, how did I get away with telling Marvin Hagler this? I said, Marv, I said, you gave away the first four rounds, so all Ray had to do was steal three rounds down the stretch to win a decision seven to five. Oh, he grumbled this and that, but that's just what he did. And you know what's funny is that that corner of his, of course, that hobo corner, talk about Goody and Pat Petronelli. Yes, Marvin was loyal to them from the beginning to the end, but they were like Bush League, man. I mean, they weren't, they weren't even AAA class in that corner. I mean, they're looking around like this, like they're about to get robbed. They're going, hey, Marvin, keep doing what you're doing. Marv, you're losing. You're losing. You are losing on the scorecards. Don't keep doing what you're doing. Do something different. But Marvin didn't have a plan B, I guess. He, he didn't. He just didn't have a plan B. He couldn't get himself in a condition and he motivate himself enough to go out and try to destroy Roberto Duran or, or Sugar Ray Leonard. He did it with... Did it with Tommy Hearns, but he couldn't do because he was forced to. But he couldn't do it with Ray Leonard or Roberto Duran. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Vibe TV. You watch the news, be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. <laughs> Good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. 
Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just That's 800-399-3691. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Eric Hugh. And you're higher than a kite. The guitar of the mighty Jeff Tamalier. You know, Jeff Pleasant Hill, California, former Tower of Power alumni. Wish Jeff the best. He's always a great, great musician. Anyway, bottom line is I want to mention some bad news. Um, one of my childhood buddies, Ralph Sapp. We grew up together. Of course, I was his, his mother and my mother were the best of friends in the 60s. I kid you not. So anyway, um, he had a couple of strokes. They're talking about brain surgery and things like that. It's never any good. It's never any good when they want to do that. So I'm not willing to play. Ta- I'm not playing taps for him right now. But it's not looking good for Alsap. We wish him the very best. Of course, tonight, as I mentioned earlier, Guillermo Rigando is going to be on Showtime. Joshua Brotzi and Richard Bolakis are going to hook it up on the Zone. The Zone's also got um, Virgil Ortiz versus Egged Cavalokuis. Put it to you like that. If anybody can say this guy's name and say it like ten times in a row, I'll give you twenty bucks. Seriously, seriously, you can say that guy's name, first and last name, 20 times, I'll give you 10 times in a row, I'll give you 20 bucks. That's like a hard one. Anyway, Virgil Ortiz will be the star of the night, no doubt about it. Check it out. He's going to be on the zone. Of course, the welterweight sensation, uh, 17 and 17 wax. People say he hasn't fought anybody yet, but then again, who did Terrence Crawford fight? Ooh, did I really say that? Yeah, Terrence Crawford. I'm sort of down on Crawford today. Why am I down on Crawford? Because... I think Crawford's made a lot of mistakes. Why has he made any mistake? Why has he made the mistakes he's made? Because I think Bob Arum is his manager. I think that's what's going on here. I really do. People say, oh, Arum screamed about paying him a lot of money to fight in this and doesn't want to pay him millions of dollars to fight in this. Now, I just thought that was Arum uh, pontificating. He was like posturing in this and that because I think that Arum is his manager. I never heard a manager uh, uh, for Terrence Crawford. I mean, I always hear that uh, Bo Mack or Big Mac or whatever his trainer is, his, his trainer is sort of like the guy. So I always thought that Bob Arum was his quasi-manager. That's the way I thought it was going. And when you look at Terrence Crawford's life, as far as his life as a professional fighter, it looks like Arum's making most of his matches because all the matches he makes, 
He can beat these guys. Now, I'm not trying to say he wouldn't beat anybody on the planet. I'm not trying to say that. Of course, he moved up from 135, 140, 100 to 147 pounds. I mean, he's put on the weight nicely, no doubt about it, but he's still a small welterweight. Earl Spence, he's a welterweight on the shelf. Terrence Crawford is going to be a broke welterweight for a long time because he screwed himself out of a big money fight, both with Manny Pacquiao and Earl Spence. I'm going to say, you don't take 60-40 when you're the low guy on the, ad, on, the, on the totem pole. You're the low guy on the ladder, man. Come on. I mean, how can you be the B guy and go in there and demand 60%? I'm going to say, Shane Mosley did it. Look what happened to Shane. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We come to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Saturday for an hour, Sunday for two hours on the Sports Byline USA channel on Twitch.tv. Of course, Vibe. Vibe the Vibe TV network is picking us up. We're working on that as far as distribution is concerned. So there's all kinds of things happening here as far as the Ring Talk Live Worldwide family's concerned. So I'm excited about it. Bottom line is no doubt about that. 37, make that 38 plus years now. Who thought I would still be standing? The undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio race. No doubt about that. Until next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect. My name is Pedro Fernandez, and this is Ring Talk and WBC Boxing TV.